Lovely. Hello and welcome to another alt gaming podcast. Hello. Huzzah! There's Dave, and we've also Howdy. got Chart with us there. And Vivermord will be popping in and out, but he is on baby duty at the moment, so he will come in when he can. It is the sixth of November. It's not my baby, by the way. No, well, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. we haven't really done the proper Jeremy Kyle test, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to start off this week talking about uh, Star Marine, ready for two point six whenever two point six comes out. Do you it, think that we're going to so get close six before Christmas? Definitely. Or... You reckon? Yep. Why do you think that? I could see it in Chris Roberts' eyes on Around the Verse. I could see the cheeky sparkle that he knew something, <laughs> but he'd been told not to say a word. And I c- yeah, I could just tell. I could just tell that he was excited about it, and he was having to hold it back. He'd yeah. been he'd been to Germany. He'd been to um, England, Manchester. It 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 flown around all the studios. And he was—he had all the information, and he was ready to reveal. And everyone's like, "Don't you dare! You say anything, Chris." <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, in the lead-up to the last event that they had, they were very close to showing it, but they pulled it obviously at the last minute for some particular reason. Yeah. And the the fact that they were that close and they pulled it so close to the date shows that they're, you know, they're right on the fence with it, aren't they? What do you think of um, what they're doing over in Germany with the first-person stuff? You've seen um, some some of the footage, haven't you, recently? We saw a little bit of the footage, yeah, on the last video that they put out. It, was it Around the Verse? That they around put? the Verse, they Across say. You, around, around the, the verse. verse. Fuck off! So we so saw a little shit. bit of uh, one of the maps, which looked quite good. I saw a yep. nice box that I think I'm going to hide. Yeah, classic um, bit of box and yeah, lovely. <laughs> but yeah, that looked pretty. Twinkling much lights, you know, flashing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm also excited for because one of the best things that I enjoyed about Star Citizen, the last real bit of uh, sort of media content that they were chucking out, was the next great starship. And I was like, I love yeah. that. It was brilliant. Really it enjoyed was, it. Wasn't it. I was hooked on that, and I Me was looking to see who's gonna, you know, get through the next week. That kind of X Factor style, yeah, uh, show worked really well. So, and obviously, they're gonna Honey do something G. similar, where they put out the next great Star Marine, which obviously is probably not going to be as detailed as making a starship, but they're gonna make this kind of bodysuit armor and stuff and, and get people pitting against each other in that same kind of style which i think is going to do really well and i'm, I'm going to enjoy to that. watching that it was it was good i can't see how they're going to it's only going to be better they would have learned anything from the first one and mm. yeah looking forward and to I, that i suppose they're just holding it off until star marines out because it will i suppose it'll be a bit silly to try and do it before but i bet there's a lot of uh, yeah 2.6 developers out there ready to start putting stuff into that Still start with the start the new year with something like in January so they can ca- carry them through some of the slow months because it's just trying to find any time in the news cycle right now must be crazy with the amount of games that have launched Battlefield oh, yeah. 1 and Titanfall 2 and Call of Duty and all the, you know everything's launching isn't it because it's that time of year so from a sort of Wait till outside next year. perspective chart what do you think about 
star citizen and it's you outsider are you like oh it's just one of those constant development games which will never make it or um yeah kind of i mean i obviously i can see that there's uh there's there's progress being made on it but it, it just feels like such a a long-term plan that everyone's comfortable with on all sides of it. You know, the, the players that are waiting for it, that have invested some money on it, you know, they, they're, they're seeing enough, I think, to, to make sure that, that they're all happy with it. But from my point of view, I'm just, I'm waiting until there's a finished product that's got the sort of the final set of features that I can go, right, okay, yeah, does that game appeal to me? Yeah, I'll go there because I'm just I'm not in the 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 sort of spacey sim sort of territory. So until mm. there's a finished product and it, you know, uh, I, I I struggle to get too excited about it. But I've had a look at um, a couple of the videos and I've had had a little uh, look at Dave playing it on on his PC and and it certainly looks pretty special. So yeah, I mean it's one of those things that fingers crossed from everyone's point of view it it it, it gets pulled off pulled off in the right way and uh, you know it pushes everyone forward um, i fully know. enjoyed the roller coaster of development from a consumer point of view of just watching it all and the ups and downs that you have there's points where i'm like fuck this i'm done with this and then there's points where i'm like really into it again they've got a live stream anniversary on um the 18th of November, which I think goes back to the very first live stream they did with the lamp and everything, if you remember that. Which yeah. It was a long time ago, but that, that that's... So I'm wondering if they'll coincide something to do with 2.6 and the 18th the eighteenth of November, maybe. So, and what yeah. do you think, Viv? About what? The, the development or just the game in general? Do you think that 2.6 will be out before Christmas? I'd like to hope so. Uh, I'm, whether it will be or not, will you hope so? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be my, like my little secret Christmas present that I've already paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. It's like I'm holding off on certain games just because you know I don't. I don't want to be sort of spread between. I've got Overwatch to play like to get my little fix, but I'd rather be doing it in space. You know what I mean? I yeah. Was, I was listening to some other podcast or a post on Reddit. I can't remember where it entered my mind, but they were saying about how. They haven't got time to invest in another kind of MMO at the moment or, or something because it's like when you when you start playing a game, you have to get fully into it. And it's like you think, well, do I want to play that game because I'm going to have to learn everything about it and get really invested into it? Or shall I just wait until Star Citizen comes along and That's it. get it's, into that? It's nice to have like those little sort of pick up and play games. There's one I want to talk about a little later, if you don't mind, that Rim World, but like because that's easy pick up and put down but then i want a game that's been lacking in my sort of in in my library where i can dedicate everything to you know what i mean like hmm. watch oh yeah you I, know I, watch my character grow and sort of all the little shenanigans that go in between those are definitely the best gaming memories i've got are those moments where it could be for a year or longer that you're really committed to something and it's, you really get good at it and yeah that's brilliant it. Get some, like, in, we all say it, but it's like when you think back to certain games, it's almost like, not that it really happened, but it's sort of the lines blur, don't they? You're like, oh, I was flying this ship once and we did this and that. And it's cool. It's like all these sort of like, it's the chronicles of our little our little group. It's cool. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, uh, you, you like get so deep into those experiences and, and the game 
becomes those those like sort of really experienced months rather than the first time you picked it up. Um, I had an experience recently where I uh, played one of the newer Borderlands games, uh, the pre-sequel, um, and it had been the first time in a couple of years that I'd been playing Borderlands at like a, a level one through to ten, and it just felt like a completely different game. Um, you know, the, the 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 way the characters just like really roar, and there's there's no, there's not much power in in the the weaponry and stuff, and it's a very different game to what it's like when you're a level sixty one or whatever it was that was the level cap in Borderlands two the last time we uh, mm. we played a lot of that. It's also cool how sort of when you do get invested in a game, like you start to look for the little things and you start to pick up and say, oh, I never knew that before. And like, I don't know, it sort of fills out even more so because I find, you know, those pick up and play games, you kind of just, you you look at at the sort of face value almost, you just sort of think, "Eh, that's not too bad. But it's like with Overwatch, for instance, it's like I've, I've never bothered to look up lore for a character in a first person game before. I've never, you know, I've I've not been interested, but because I've, I've really sort of taken a shine to it, I'm like, Oh, I wonder what he's all about then and why he is the way he is or she's the way. And yeah. So, and I imagine something like Borderlands because it is so story driven and because it is a whole world, you could kind of get lost. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I suppose Fallout had that kind of sure interest into it as well. Mm-hmm. Dark yeah. Souls has that kind of lore. It's all oh, about the yeah. lore for Dark Souls, isn't it? That's for one sure. of those games that's very different at the start and at the end as well. The character you've built, stuff. Yeah, any, yeah anything definitely. like RPG, I suppose. Yeah, anything like that that you just characters refined to the way that you want it to be isn't it yeah it's pretty cool that is though i love that and there is a super hornet sale on for cash buyers at the moment which has pissed a few people off i think because they can't use their in-game credit stuff to get it or whatever what's the difference what's the difference between a normal hornet and a super hornet i think just like it's a two-seater and it's got a few upgrades that i'm not sure but i've just got the basic hornet from rec in arena so have I. like the currency yeah. and i've been upgrading that to like a pretty beastly hornet so i've like got the the two little turret mount that goes on the front and the big beastly gun size four one that goes on the top and then the two on the sides so there's just guns all over the place which is really <laughs> cool so i'm just like flying through arena commander now which is cool nice it's difficult, like, doing the free flight and then coming back to my old little peewee, which I do love. I do love my 325A. It's pretty cool. But getting used to the sort of uh, gimbaled versus fixed mounts yeah. and how actually having to point my ship in the right direction, like, yeah, it's just tough. But I don't know. It's all swings and roundabouts, all learning curve. I did get it towards the end after about 10 deaths or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But that's how you learn. Exactly right. Yeah. Cool. Well, looking forward to 2.6 then. Definitely. Too, well, yeah. Let's move on to the next bit that we got here. So we're looking at... Um, I haven't looked at this very much, so I'm sure you're going to enlighten me more. Terraria and Dungeon Defenders, the creators of that, are combining to make some form of game. I think, no, they're just having, like, an event where they cross over the two games, perhaps. That's what I've inferred from it, rather than, like, mm. bring out a bespoke new game. If you play a lot of either-or, there'll yeah. be something available from exactly. the other one. So, like, in Terraria. It's an interesting concept, though. Yeah, they're not cool. the same studio, are they? 
I think they are. I think it's um, oh, are they? Logic. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so you'll get like, I mean, if, in Terraria, did you ever get attacked by the Goblin Horde? Did you ever? Uh, so let me flesh that out because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have it. <laughs> no, so I didn't. Happen, I, didn't. Is it, it, I never is played it, Terraria. So Terraria is basically um, Starbound before Starbound. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, sort of. Okay, and it, it all takes place on one world, so it's not like you can leave and come back. Obviously, you can spawn new worlds and start a game, but effectively, you're bound to that one world. Uh, and then every now and then, when you get to a certain point in the game it would say, oh, a goblin army approaches from either the east or the west, and then a wave of bad guys would just come and totally buttfuck your whole area, man. Just, like, <laughs> you'd have, like, wizards appearing on your rooftops and sort of, like, heavy armored ones and all sorts. It was crazy, right? And then you'd eventually defeat them, and that was that until the next time. And I imagine that this Dungeon Defenders thing is going to be similar to that. It's going to be like an invasion sort of, yeah, like, but from uh-huh. the realm of Dungeon Defenders. Yes. Whereas, yes, whereas with Dungeon Defenders, there's going to be sort of um, characters from Terraria, I guess. 8-bit that... graphically, do you think? Mm, nah, because, well, maybe. I mean, they're going to have to do something to sort to, of... A nod towards yeah, it, Yeah, exactly, because it is ultimately like a sort of, yeah, side-scroller, isn't it? So, yeah. I don't know, but it's making me want to reinstall Dungeon Defenders 2. I must admit, I didn't really give it the time it deserved. I, di- I bought Dungeon Defenders, and I played that quite extensively, and I really, really liked it. And then when um, Dungeon Defenders 2 came out, I was like, right, that's going in the wishlist. And I didn't realise it was going to be free to play, and I'm a bit, like, a bit sort of cautious sure, about it. Sure, I go on it, but I don't think I've given it more than half an hour. I see it. The first one you know, was great fun, but I can't really vouch for the second. Yeah, I was I was the same. I I, I played the first one uh, an awful lot. I think I, I ended up with at least three characters that were sort of quite high levels and stuff. And it was just a it was a great great game to you know just play with a couple of friends or whatever. And uh, I played it with my son quite a bit, and it was nice. It but I uh, I tried I tried the second one, um, and again I've not given it enough time. But it felt a bit weird. Like the the character models and stuff were a little bit too uh, sort of humanoid, which right. uh, like they were a little bit squat and quite cartoony in the first one. But... Mm, that's right. Yeah, I thought the first one was definitely cool. But, uh... We should definitely give it a go. It's free to play. Uh, yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah. I'm I'm up for it. But if you guys are up for it, for sure, definitely. It's, it's got like good base, so yeah. Cool. It just depends how deep the microtransactions go and what you can actually get for the like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no point in playing if. But then if again, you can't like, ever get to anything. It's not really PvP though, is it? It's like PVE. So no. it's like no, a I mean, doorway if, that they yeah. flood through, and you have to stop them from destroying your crystal. And so it's yeah. like a tower defense sort of action tower defense Talk, yeah. talking about i'm jumping ahead a little bit on our our list of things to talk about but the new call of duty has got a, a kind of credit earning system where right. you can then create um a super version of the weapon a weapon all oh, right and to earn enough credits to do this someone's worked out that you'd have to play for 96 hours oh <laughs> wow to then What's weapon d- d- yeah and oh, wow. or you could they just allow you to buy it with real money straight away uh, Okay. That's new to Call of Duty. That's, mm. you know. It's already 80 quid. Well, man, it's, well, it's ridiculous. But, Is yeah. it 80 quid? Honestly. No, no, no. There'll be different versions available. Right, 40 okay. quid for the game, and then 40 quid for the season pass. Mm. And that's all the DLC and stuff, so I suppose you could just play the base game and then buy whatever you wanted. Maybe. Yeah. After yeah. That. yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well. But, you I know, think... pay-to-win think... elements there. I mean, early doors, you stick 10 quid down and you've got a slightly better weapon for the first mm. prestige playthrough. I don't know. Well, Everyone must, will have one eventually. I must admit, the, the people I know that bought it, that used to, like, that I used to play Call of Duty with back on my PS3, um, they're only buying it because of the re- revamp sort of um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. They don't want to play Infinite Warfare. In fact, one of the people that I've spoken to said that he hates it. He hates floating around in space. He doesn't like it at all. And it's just gimmicky. And But that's, you know, one person's opinion. He might be wrong. It's one of the uh, the first FAQs on the page for the, for the remastered one. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, can I get it on its own? And it's oh, yeah. no, you must buy it. Right. <clears throat> and if you've got it on console, you have to have the disc in. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, I could just buy it, pop the yeah. disc in, say I've got sell it, sell the game, and then uh, carry on. But you need the disc in to play that's it. That's such a weird thing, man. Tell you what's really fucking weird as well. You can't do people that buy it on Steam and people that buy it on the Microsoft Store on PC. Mm. They can't play against each other. That's oh, what? No way. No, no, it's for real, man. That's it's same. a different version of the game, or a different segmentation of servers that, you, oh that you're on. We, we should be building bridges, not walls. Exactly yeah, maybe. Right. But no, it's really weird stuff like that, and it's not cross-platform, whereas something like Gears of War, if you buy it on Windows for PC Game Store, mm. you get it on your Xbox One Store, like, the... automatically. Uh, they don't play each other, though. I don't think PC players play against console players but at least you're kind of buying it once and getting it in two areas mm. uh, that's really weird shit man I don't, well, I'm just I'm worried about this style of what I'm seeing creeping in with some of those things like that yeah it's, it's a shame that it's like yeah it's almost becoming the norm like all you know season passes and stuff like that it's just pretty pretty scary but I've not seen anything of a Mac though. release either which is mm. worrying. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The new Macs aren't powerful enough to play games on anyway, are they? Uh, well, they've got a little touch strip. <laughs> they've got a touch strip? Yeah. <laughs> touch strip. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what they call it. It's got a slightly trendier name than that. Uh, anyway, we're off piste. We're well off piste. Bring if us back pay in. less, get a Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about a first-person shooter, which we do like, which is Overwatch. And we've got a new character, not in yet, or might be not by in. the time this goes out, but I think very soon. I logged on to see if she was going to be there, but she wasn't. And it's a hacker chick. That's her Sombra. name, is it? Hacker chick. Hacker chick. Yeah. <laughs> like handkerchief. Hacker chick. <laughs> Boop. Sombra. She so really annoying. I must admit, I was out. Um, I was out in the back garden yesterday having a rolly, just flicking through Reddit, and the front page was like, "Oh, uh, new, new, you know, um, animated short." I was like, "Oh no!" So I came straight in. I was like, "Jake, PC now, come on!" <laughs> and here we put it on. And yeah, she she looks like she's going to annoy the crap out of a lot of people. So she's got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. Go for her skills then, shall we? Well, machine pistol. That's so it. I'm going to say that we're talking... Bursts uh, close to medium range, I would say. Tracer style. Mm, I would say so. Sort of fast, fast... Um, yep. 
RPM, but maybe not high damage necessarily. And maybe a lot of um, muzzle drift, mm. as it like you know, as you run through the clip. Sure. Um, but... Hack. Sombra hacks enemies to temporarily stop them from using their abilities. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty OP if yeah. you're about to take a point and you need yeah. to nerf. I don't know who it could be. Ujima, Ujika, the fucking frosty thing that comes out, or yeah. um, May, or you want to stop? Uh, who else could do something like die, die, die? The whole Reaper thing. My my little sort of pause for thought is um, if I'm as a Zenyatta main, if I'm doing my embrace tranquility, does it stop it? Will it pull well, me out? That's their ultimate, though, isn't it? Not their ability. Oh, right. Okay. So... Uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I've got so a bit is... mixed up there. So is it just their their shift and E? It does say also offensive abilities. Now your mm. your transcendence isn't an offensive ability technically, I suppose. No. Do we uh, think that that'll be area of effect or targeted individuals? It well, reads like because, it's individually targeted. Yeah, because she can hack first aid kits to make them useless to her opponent. So Ooh. I would imagine then it would be, yeah, she'd go up to someone and, and choose to do it on them or it. And then that would be that as opposed she's, to, yeah. She's got predator mode. Yeah, so she becomes invisible for a short period of time during which her speed is boosted considerably. Mm-hmm. Okay, attacking or using an ability... Or taking or, damage yeah, disables that camouflage immediately. Sure. So she, if she performs any action whilst invisible... She's she, just sneaking. Sure. She's going to sneak behind, nerf a few of the first aid packs, yeah. and then put her her witch mode on someone so they can't use something. Yeah, but if she does it right, if she does, if she puts down her translocator, which is one of her other abilities, which uh, it's like a little grenade that she pops on the floor that she can teleport back to, so she could pop that down at the point, go invisible, run behind. behind everyone, fuck everyone up, and then teleport back. Yeah. And then if she's in comms with everybody else, like we play often, then she's go right, everyone go for such and such, he can't do X, Y, or Z, boom. God, that's going to be annoying, Good. isn't it? So do you think that she can hack Bastion to stop him from going into his turret mode? No, do I don't think so. It would just be prevent him from healing himself. I think you could get rid of Reinhardt's shield. You could get rid of the effect, the boost effect that um, Dubstep puts down on everyone. His name's not Dubstep. That's what we call him in terms of... <laughs> uh, he, he's got... Lucio. Lucio, yeah. thank you. Yeah, so Lucio puts down his shield on everyone. I think she could nerf that. So there could be a kind of anti... Anti Lucio shield thing, anti Reinhardt shield thing going on. It's it, it sounds sounds interesting. It's like like it's definitely different, and you know, and considering the the size of the roster and stuff, you know that that's that's quite quite cool. But um, yeah, it, it seems like there's going to be a lot of discovery, you know, on where that line is on which abilities get hacked and what that well, can if. If they don't balance her right, then she'll either be stupidly OP or she just won't be used at all. Yeah. So they've got to get it damn straight, otherwise it won't, you know. But then, to be perfectly honest, when I heard, oh, there's a sniper coming out who can snipe her friends and heal them, I thought, what? That's just ridiculous. That's OP yeah. as fuck, but it seems to work. So. Yeah, some people definitely like her. I think... She, um, the, the, the free fire mode is obviously very popular. Yeah, for Nakapan's pretty And pretty for taking good. a point, giving that boost to somebody like like Reinhardt or whatever, it's really good. Mm. 
Is this the? Are we getting a map as well, or is it just this that we know? Is there nothing else I coming? I don't think there's any word of a map. I mean, we just got Eichenwald, so I don't know. I don't think so. The video took place in Volsky Industries, didn't it? So she got leaked ages ago. I mean, it feels like they've been drumming the sombra mm. sombra well, drum for ages now. They've been doing that sort of augmented reality sort of game thing, haven't they? So yeah. I think people just got pissed off of it in the end, and the 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 Reddit posts were slowly getting more and more venomous towards <laughs> Blizzard until they were like, right, okay, sod it, boom. But they like they still haven't released it though. No, All they've they done haven't. is like thrown a scrap and gone, there you go, bitches. Just shut up for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not as good as the Bastion video though. That's no, this one. But it did have Zarya in it, so I was happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> What is cool. that? That covered? Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. Pretty you much. Know. Yeah. Except we didn't mention her EMP, which is... Uh, a oh, the her, oh, is that her ultimate? I, I would imagine so. Now, that says a wide radius, destroying enemy barriers and shields. Yeah, we did talk about that. that. So, yeah. sounds like a more, like, uh, um, area of effect version of her hack, perhaps? Yeah, like, so like we're saying, like, if someone's holding the point down and you've got, you know, Reinhardt defending a bastion... Oh, sure, yeah, right. Okay. Throw that EMP out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way it would go. Cool. Which is good. How you doing anyway, Viv? How's, the, how's life with the young'un? Yes, uh, it's going all right. I mean, he's he, because he's breastfed and winding's not the easiest. Like, if he falls asleep, then it's impossible to wind him because he's asleep. And then he'll wake up within a few sort of, well, it could be 20 minutes, it could be two hours like wailing because he's got <laughs> really bad wind so uh, you play in like weird moments of games or I'm, are you just I'm, feeling too tired to even I'm, game at all well i'm i'm all right because i don't have breasts so i, don't, <laughs> I can't really you know i mean of course i can walk him around and sort of nurse him to sleep and stuff like that which is fine but it's really in joe's joe's sort of remit so my games have been limited to games that i can pause like like RimWorld and you know sort of single player stuff that yeah I think yeah we had a quite a good rip on Overwatch on Friday which was kind of cool but yeah like I've just been sort of off the scene a little bit yeah I'm really busy as well crazy time of year I've not been playing much I haven't even had a chance to get into the new um DLC in Dark Souls 3 ah uh, no which is really annoying but yeah it's alright, it'll get there. It's there already and yeah, waiting. That's it, that's it. And little beans getting sort of more and more like aware and things like that. So I don't know. It might get more crazy. Could get a lot easier. <laughs> you just don't know. It's just gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know you'd been uh, playing Rimworld, Viv. Um, yeah. I've watched I've watched quite a lot of videos of that one. It's not one that I've plucked up the courage to well, delve into as a player, but I wasn't gonna necessarily, but um, the whole family and friends sharing thing on um, on, Steam. on Steam's brilliant. Yeah. So um, Ixiel's got a heap of games, and I've got access to his account. So when he was working like a dog and I wasn't, I was like, right, I'm going to check RimWorld out because it's in my wish list. Yeah. And I found myself so hooked that I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't come online tonight <laughs> 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 so that I can play it. And I was like, this is really bad. I'm going to buy it. So I bought it, and yeah, I've, I've put quite a few hours in there, man. Uh, yeah. It's when it's a bit dangerous in that you sort of start and then you get a couple of hours in, you're like, oh, I really wish I'd done this at the beginning. So you start again, 
and then you get another few hours and you're like oh i really yeah. wanted to do it. and so i've started like three times now but this one's going really well and yeah there's just so much to it it's insane like it really is in depth but it's really easy to pick up it's like it's so intuitive in that i don't know if you know like the left for dead um sort of director the ai director it would kind of work out what you were up to and then it would put things in to try to sort of counteract your play so if you're all sort of bunched together then it would stick a tank in so that it would split you all up yeah or if you're really split up then it would send like i don't know a, a smoker in to pull you out and like yeah so it kind of does that but it also does that with the tutorials in that if it knows you've got something down it won't bother trying to it will sort of work out oh it's not done this yet let's give him a tutorial on it and like yeah it's really cool you sort of pick it up by just by getting your feet wet yeah there's a couple of different uh uh, I, th I think they call them narrators, aren't that's they? Right. Or something that, that's that exactly sort right. of tell the story, and that's that's in essentially the difficulty level. But it's just you know how much of a bitch yep. do you want the game to be to you? Sure. <laughs> so you've got there's three storytellers. There's Cassandra Classic, which is just sort of like you know your generic. Well, it's not generic, but it's the standard mode of play. And then there's Phoebe Chillax, who lets you just build your base and sort of it it slowly amps up. Um, and then there's Randy Random, who just, yeah, as his name states, just anything can happen. You just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sandstorm mm, in the middle of winter. Anything, mate. Anything. Like, I had a solar flare, so all of my fucking electronics went down and all my freezers switched off. And so all of my meat started going manky. And it only lasted a few days, but it was enough to totally screw my base over. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of it's one of those games that uh, I think I think it gets uh, it gets you 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 go in in the the same way as the old text adventures would have done in that you know there's there's so much freedom in in the variety that they can provide because so much of it is delivered through text and very small scenarios a little bit like the zombie game that you guys uh, were playing uh, Project Zomboids yeah that's right yeah yeah it is it does it does sort of remind me of Project Zomboids quite a lot. Uh, I just think it's unique in the way that you can't directly control your characters. You don't click on him and go, go and dig. You just say, I need digging to be done over here. Yeah. And then they, like, depending, or you can kind of cater what they like to do. Well, not what they like to do, but the sort of order of priority. So this guy is not very good at this. So you don't make him do that job. You put that as a low priority. You say, right, you do all the building, you do all the farming and you do all the mining. And then hopefully he'll go there. But obviously if he's pissed off, if he's not, if his bedroom's not nice enough, or I had one guy that got really pissed off because someone kept walking into his bedroom while he was trying to sleep and he got really annoyed and started to hate on this person. <laughs> and it was getting to the point where they were going to have a rumble and it's like, oh, what am I going to do, man? So I had to like split them up, move their bedrooms apart and sort of come on boys, like move, you know? And uh, so, yeah, of course, if they get really pissed off, then they're not going to do the job and they might just walk off. They might just walk out, take all their clothes off and start, you know, stabbing themselves or something horrible or start deciding to i don't know murder people in the night or you've got to like yeah but you, yeah, do, you don't really have clever you don't really have direct clever. control like you can't sort of you can't in, if it's happening there's nothing you can do about it in the moment you have to just try to prevent it or yeah stop it yeah yeah i just i, I mean the thing that's put me off uh, playing it myself is 
that idea of having the perfect game in it, which is, you know, an impossibility effectively. Sure. Um, and you know, the, something going wrong and you, you thinking, Oh, I could have done this to stop that. And then you know, deciding to start again or trying to work your way around it and stuff. But yeah, I mean, from what, from what I've seen and I, I think I've watched probably around 50 hour long videos of right. different people playing this. Cause it's all about the little stories. It's That's the, exactly right. It's the, the people that come in and invade and you mm-hmm. can capture someone and mm-hmm. turn them and then or, or you know, cut their arms off <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like yeah. feed them to your colonists or do whatever you want like i wouldn't yeah. do that but, no yeah. of course not but Each to their own. <laughs> yeah you can harvest their organs and sell them just saying like you know there's a buck to be made uh it, it's a story generator it's not really yep. a colony sim as i've sort of tried to sell it to you guys is yeah it is it's all about the sort of the, the history of it all and going back to what we were saying earlier when you sort of reminisce on games you're like oh yeah and i was flying my spaceship and it's so much like that like if you did start to explain it to someone at the pub or whatever they'd think you were sort of explaining a movie or you know it's cool yep it's yeah. definitely, definitely worth a look. And by all means, like I'll, I'll share my library. If you want to give it a crack, man, crack on. Honestly, love it. Yeah, oh, it's it's on my wish list, and uh, yeah, mm. I think it's about twenty twenty it's pounds, isn't it? Twenty two quid, yeah. I think I paid for it. So yeah, but you know, definitely worth that. It's, it's so deep. It it's not the like best looking game necessarily, but it's just all the bits and stuff that go on, like you know. Some of it um, reminded me of uh, like things like Championship Manager that right. you know I haven't played for the longest time, but you know the the level of detail in in uh, managing people's priorities and stuff. It's like Sims on steroids. It's mm. you know they can do any one of these twenty things, but you, and you can put them in that priority order and stuff. But yeah, it's def- definitely uh, worth watching a video or two if you've not seen anything of it. It's quite fascinating. It's cool. Yeah, it's never yeah. the same. Like, yep. right from your base to sort of the, the, you know, the things that happen, the tragedy. It's cool. <laughs> I need to watch a, I'll just watch so many play a little through, like a, like a few hours and kind of get my head around it. Maybe I should do one for the channel. Yeah, do one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, do, I'll do a little sort of, it'd have to be, I mean. Just a fresh one. Yeah, I can't really go because you have to play it for yourself really otherwise yeah. it, it would become the sprawling thing and i can't you know but I'll, yeah i'll give you the, the the sort of ins and outs it's cool man it's definitely good fun so we also do a little event called altlan in the middle of nowhere it's got <laughs> an, a nice woods beside it and a pub opposite and a <laughs> tennis courts amongst other things i don't remember <laughs> any of these features <laughs> yeah, these are add-ons yeah it's a dlc <laughs> season so, pass required i've forgotten when it is when is it again dave april it's... next year easter weekend easter yeah. weekend which is easter the 17th weekend. yeah um I, I think you know one thing that is different to the previous two we've done uh, we've pushed it now to be uh, a longer event to take advantage of the bank holiday weekend that it's on so people don't have to go home after a big saturday night thinking of brew yeah thinking of brew and feeling like microwave curry the next day <laughs> they can they can they can go go home on monday so i, I don't know what sunday night's going to be like it might not be quite you know as as hell raising as saturday which is probably a good thing in a way but 
Yeah, so we're going to do Friday, as before, big big wind-up, blow-out Friday night, then big big Saturday night, and then maybe calm down Sunday night, go home Monday. That sounds cool. Um, hot chocolates all around. Hot chocolates, marshmallows. <laughs> we're going to have a sing-along. I'll ask, you know, we're going to get the local uh, church to come over and sing to <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, I've no idea what we're going to do with the extra day. We'll find something. You know, we've we've got some ideas for... As you know, part of the brainstorming coming up, we'll do some more to fill fill the the gaps and the hours we've got. But we always end up brainstorming the weekend and having a much longer list than we can even fit in. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. And if you've been before, you should have had an email with. uh... That's right. Yeah. So recently, we've sent out to our legends, which are all the amazing people that have come to previous events. And they've, they've they've had an email. Well, they should have had an email. Check your spam folder if you haven't. No, I've or got just, mine. You've got yours, yeah. yeah. And it just it allows you to, because we're a little bit more popular than perhaps we were when we started out. Now we've done a couple, and the social media and all the rest of it. We have got a limited number of places because it's only as big as the hall. So we've given priority to people that have come before to say reserve your reserve your seat at the event. Make sure you don't miss out. So if you uh, haven't been before and you want to come, get in there quick. Well, yeah, you just yeah, just yeah. click click the buy button on the uh, <laughs> on the website. But the, the the cool thing is about with the legends is you might some of them they're all parts of clans and different people know different groups and stuff. So we've done it so that you can you can reserve up to ten places uh, with that link in the email, um, which is cool. So if you're the organizer of your group or whatever, like Barmy from. Um, NT clan or whatever those guys that the ones that are kind of more the organizers they can sort it out for everyone if they want to I think the highlight of the event is being the stage events that take place because everyone's in the same room and the stage is there so everyone has to get involved and play some games on the stage and it's sort of compared and you you're sort of playing at your desk and then you can go up and play on the stage and it as part of like a little competition type thing and i think that's just you know that gets everyone involved really well see i've got a bit of a bone to pick actually because (laughs) i fancy myself as a bit of a you know i'm not too shabby on the old uh, street fighter and things like that and i got absolutely fucked over (laughs) by that right well he had the proper controller didn't he oh no i don't mind about that now like i could have yeah i should have had him i should have had him (laughs) but next time next time that's yeah. it, but healthy competition's always good and it's all in jest as well. And that. For sure. Yeah. And rock band. Uh, we've been really, really pleased with the, how the stage events have been received because, you know, they could have uh, quite easily been a, oh, why, why have I got to go and play this game that I've never played kind of thing. And, you know, we, we do get a, a little bit of reservation from those guys and girls that go up there for the first time, but generally speaking, that is the thing that everyone uh, everyone talks about on the Sunday morning and when it's time to pack up and stuff. It's a bit like a uh, death slide, isn't it? Because you, you, the first time you go on a death slide, you're stood at the top and you, you give it about 10 minutes just looking down thinking, do I want to do this? I'm not sure you've if been, I want to do this. You've been reading my note. That's, and then, that's and then you go down the death slide and you're like, oh my God, just straight back up and you're straight down it without hesitation the next time. Yeah. So as well as, well as the uh, stage, we're looking to uh, pick up the gear a little bit in the bar area. We had um, four Xboxes set up for 
a good portion of the weekend last time. Um, we're going to just do a bit of work on the setup in there and make that a little bit more of a uh, 2v2 kind cool. of uh, competitive but fun competitive, like maybe facing each other or something like that um, to, to make a bit, a bit better use of uh, that space for things like Gears of War and uh, other shooters and stuff that we can... I've still got this really... I've got this need to try and create what I called the quad shot exe even before we never really did it it's a really weird name i know but when I, I was trying to think of this concept where you start on the first console nearest the entrance to the bar and you have to get to the last console near the door out to the fire pit and you work your way down and every time you complete the task on that first console you have to do a shot and then you move on to the next <laughs> console so you've got these shots in between each console and then each console has got some sort of mini task on it for a game and then we could do the whole thing as a timed event so everyone has a go and they have to see how fast they can get through all console games and shots the console crawl yeah the console yeah. crawl yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're definitely gonna try and get that going this year because we never got you, around to it. Do you just sort of flop out the door? Outside? You fall outside, yeah. Push them outside. The broom yeah. to sort of just brush you. Aside. Well, yeah, we hand you the hammer then. Oh yes, shit! Then it's, then it's straight into nails. Yeah, you've, you've had your warm up. Nice. Yeah, it's good. I want to get a bigger fire pit. I don't know how, but it was just getting a bit crowded last time, and I, I could tell that some people weren't able to like stay warm. So mm. I don't know how we're going to do that, but being April, it shouldn't be quite as bad. Mm. Um, yeah. It should be a bit better. But yeah, the bar area was quite cool. Some people had some really good fun with the whole... We did some Gears of War stuff, didn't we? And a few other things like that. And I think it's yeah. quite nice to have that communal area where you're standing up away from your desk and, you know, having a beer and just watching other people play. It's, it it sure. seemed to work quite well. Uh, that different atmosphere. I'm actually going to bring my PC this time as well. I felt like a bit of a, like a weasel with my with my laptop. It wasn't really doing much, but yeah, I'm going to bring my tower this time. So yeah, well, it's so, hopefully it's one of those events where you, people don't feel like they have to. I had no, a couple, at all. A couple yeah. of my friends came to the last one that don't you know don't really game anymore because their life, the way their lives have worked out or whatever, and top you know people time sure. and, and they came they they like gaming and they came along and yeah, I don't think they ever felt. Like they didn't have anything to do, um, which is really good. No, it's wanna... cool, man. It's like it's nice and social. It's like I I remember just flitting around, going, "Oh well, what's that you got going on there?" And yeah, you know, sort of sitting and have a little rip. It's good. Um, I want to do some stuff with the stage that's not because we've done quite a lot of the fighting game style. Mm. So keeping this, keeping some of it, so Super Smash or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, we've got that kind of um, top-down four-four-person style game, like um, yeah. Golden Axe. We've done oh, that as yeah. well, that sort yeah. of style. Golden but the, uh, we want to try and bring in something, uh, even another different type of game that would work on stage. Rocket think, League. Yeah, well, I'm th we're trying to think of some uh, interesting things, like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes and things like uh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just if if anyone's got any ideas of games that could work in in that way. So maybe you've got a team of four that we pull up, yeah. and then there could be three people helping that one person, like in that concept, you know, where he's trying to defuse the bomb. That's it. Or, yeah. or stuff like that. Moonbase so Alpha, just... where you've all got to repair like um a, a your all on 
the surface of the moon and the uh, your oxygen levels sort of vastly deplete and you've all got to work together to like one's got to drive the rover and drop the people off and you know seen that that's no actually, I haven't I need to check free. it out that's free on Steam uh, we had a little rip on that didn't we Ed remember that where you could do the text to speech and <laughs> you could type things and it would say it Moonbase Alpha, check it out. It's you know, it's not the best game, but it's it certainly gets a little team. No, no, that's element. great. That's perfect. It's ex- examples of things like that, which are maybe aren't just a, a fighting game and aren't aren't Golden sure. Axe style, just that yeah, other yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult because they only really work very well from a staging point of view if you can have everything happening on one screen. Ah, uh-huh, right. I see. Yeah. Because you know we're we're having to do yeah a mirrored reflection of what's happening on stage you know for it's everyone got to, to capture everything as yeah, well. yeah 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 so thinking of things like that it isn't i know yeah. it's not particularly easy we might not have that many this time but just putting it out there for everyone to have a little chin i think scratch that, their yeah. chins on yeah we we we've we really enjoyed like that that sort of wrestling of strangers or, or new friends that are all like on one screen and you know you're waiting for someone that doesn't know what the buttons are yet and mm. you know all that kind of stuff is really good so um i've been having a look at uh, um, a couple of the newer side-scrolling mario games that mm. have got multiple players on and stuff and, and that 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 could kind of play quite nicely it's a it's a really strange uh, uh situation really because it's it's kind of like how your sofa used to be when your mates came around to play on the Super Nintendo mm. or the the Mega Drive or whatever when you were kids, and we just we don't really do that very much now. But throw in the mix there the the fact that you know some of these people you might you might not know as well and stuff, and you know all sure. of a sudden it creates this quite interesting environment. And I just love the little sort of the tete-a-tetes that 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 people have had with people that you know they've only just met and stuff is great (laughs) for the common goal it's cool yeah yeah Yeah, it's good yeah but wrapping up on the on the outland thing just getting more and more excited as the year is coming to a close and it you know we're starting to have to really properly plan it all out and stuff like that and make those make those changes to the website and do some more bits and pieces it's um I'm really looking forward to it. There is um, an event on in December at the NEC by the Insomnia people, who Chris and I went to their summer event. Um, you know, and it's a really big thing. I just don't think we're going to be able to go to it, but there are quite a few people that um, have been to Altland that are going, especially a lot of the guys from from uh, NT and a few of the MV people. So uh, I'm sad that we can't join them, but it's just. I'm just too busy in December to be able to get and do that, which is a shame. But yeah. are you sure. Santa? I yeah, can't talk about that. Yeah, no, doesn't exist either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we wish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've covered the fact that Call of Duty's had really bad reviews. Did we talk about that, or did I just talk about the the um? It was just the, the weird the... pay-to-win gun thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's not it's not come out to uh, much of a fanfare, has it? No. The videos just get downvoted like massively, don't they? As well. Yeah. Like... I didn't still... like the trailer, the, the video-y comedy thing that they did before for the last one. I can't remember the name of the different Call of Duty's now, but the one before this one that was a still a HD, you know, release. Um, they had quite a good uh, comedy duo playing out the concept of, of playing Call of Duty. Do you remember it? And there was a couple of pretty decent actors. And then this one's just pretty shit. 
Yeah, this one's like a live action one. I thought that they've, they've I, always been live actions, but yeah. When I saw the latest one, I didn't even think it was an actual video for Call of Duty. I thought, yeah, like I made thought it by was a joke. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a parody. <laughs> I thought that first as well. It's so <laughs> shit. Oh, right. It was okay. just like that's, wow. That's obviously, good. when that guy comes in, he goes, "Ah, that one's mine, you sea monkey." You know, that he's obviously quite well-known comedy actor, but. That's it. It was just like, oh, we've paid, we've spent all our money on getting Jon Snow in the game, and yeah. uh, that's it now. We've got nothing left. Uh, <laughs> they, they still manage to get all their uh, mainstream media attention, though, don't they? You know, they pay for it. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Like they pay for people like I, IGN to give it a good review, though. I oh well, I mean, even more mainstream than that. You know, they're they're the, they're the guys that get mentioned on you know BBC Radio One news. Oh, the Jonathan Ross or through, something. Through the yeah, day, and then the, yeah. And it, it happens every single year, doesn't it? But, but Titanfall yeah. 2's doing much better from a review point of view. Battlefield 1 doing very well from a review point of view. Because uh, Battlefield get all the YouTubers. They pay for them all to come out and play the game early and give them all early access so that they can get in there and review it. Make all the YouTubers feel special so that they give them good reviews and stuff. And that's the best way to play it, I think. Isn't uh, it? Well, yeah. yeah. People think that as independent... You know, con- content, don't they? You know, which may, may or may not be, but I think it was for Battlefield Four that they they basically asked the U.S. Navy if they could use one of their aircraft carriers, and then they set up a monster lamb, and they had uh, loads of people. I think it was the sixty-four player thing, and they had all different types of computer, like random ones that were made out of cardboard boxes, which were shit hot PCs, but just looked fucking terrible. And then, like you know. Uh, and just yeah, invited all of the the sort of YouTube elite and stuff like that to get get you know get down and dirty. No one's uh, spending that kind of money now. Well, no, but it's not like they don't have that kind of money though. Yeah. Call of Duty, man, come on! It's like when did the first one come out? Like when did the first really really supremely popular like rehash one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the one that they've just released again? <laughs> I, when did I'm that sorry, come out? Man. Yeah, when, like 2008, 2008? Seven or eight. Yeah, yeah maybe, it's like, yeah. come on, guys. How many have there been in between and how many change of hands has it had? And Just stop flogging that pony. Just make something well, new. What, it's exactly the same with Skyrim. What's that? I mean, I can't believe... Do you know, I played that Skyrim today. I played the the, the new one, uh, well, the, the sort of special edition. Yeah. There's fuck all special about that. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing <laughs> special at all. There's been a lot of complaints about the audio quality being much much higher compressed compared to the original release. And if you've been playing on PC anyway, you can make your game look pretty you can fucking mod it. good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, and to be honest, the sort of how you remember things, uh, like, of course, if you played something like Time Splitters now, it would look absolutely shit. Like, I don't recommend... Yeah, or Perfect anyone. Dark or yeah, anything like that. go back yeah. and play things like GoldenEye because it just wrecks no, it, man. it does wreck it. But, like, yeah. um, I remember it now in my mind to 60 FPS, man. Like, you know, it was the shizzle-dizzle, of course. But, like, looking at... Looking at Skyrim now, I couldn't tell the difference. It wasn't like so jump out of the screen at me that this is really something special. It's just like, well, this is just Skyrim again, man. Like, mm. and to be fair, I modded the shit out of my first Sky- Skyrim. Yeah, so it yeah. looks like ridiculous. But so like, is, uh, is is this breaking any records for the shortest time between main release and HD remaster or? <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe. I just feel like they're challenging. It's again, it's milking that like IP, isn't it, and not not innovating. It's annoying me. Battlefield One, Battlefield One is a it's a bit of milking the same thing. I mean, it's not drastically different. At least it's a new game, though. At least it's like... Yeah. Some, well, I suppose, yeah, like, they've taken on a different genre. You could say that about the Call of Duty thing, but to be fair, man, Frostbite engine pisses all over whatever engine that uh, uh, Infinity Ward made way back when that they're mm. still using, man. You know? It's like, at least for Battlefield 3, they thought, right, let's make a new standard, you know? Let's, like, yeah. let's re, you know, relaunch an engine, like, or, you know, re, you know, recreate an engine, or, sorry. Yeah, re- make an engine, which is important engine. for a game to be, you know, exactly. the, next, Future the next step, yeah. And now it's starting to struggle, you know? Now it's starting to, like... That, you know, that's why the guns on Call of Duty are so enormous, so that they can cover up as many polygons as they possibly can, so they don't have to render them. <laughs> it's fucking true. <laughs> we Bullshit. played quite a lot of Battlefield 1. I played about 10 hours of multiplayer. I tried a little tiny bit of campaign, <clears throat> but I really didn't like it. And, um, yeah, but the multiplayer was great. I played the beta and I really enjoyed sniping in that on that one map, and then I pretty much solidly sniped for ten hours across all the new maps, and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed myself. But I do feel that I could just play Battlefield Four and have exactly the same amount of fun. Sure. It didn't. It was. I never don't feel like it's. Go on, sorry. Yeah, no, you. Well, it's just not taken me to a different place where I've gone. Whoa, this is a whole. This is special. I got a pigeon. Well, have good, fucking pigeon. pigeon. Yeah, yeah, the campaign. Chart played the campaign. I didn't. We, 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 yeah, we, we we started on the the first. Uh, so the campaign sat out in a, as a series of separate stories, and I would say it took about an hour to get through the first of those stories, which is split into a couple of little chapters. But um, the first one is about a guy who uh, is man manning a tank and typical sort of world war technology everything's breaking constantly and it's all very loud and stuff but the emotion that they managed to get into the story and and, and the way that it was told i was i was really impressed with that and i think um, going back to to uh, a setting like world war two you know akin to the world war two uh, world war one akin to the world war two um, stuff that you know almost launched all of these um, these games really uh, some 10 15 years ago um you know the, it, it was quite refreshing i think after all of the modern warfare types that we've had but um yeah i think it just gets tired quite quickly um it was always going to come up against the issue of lack of guns um you know in in a battlefield mm. sort of frame where people are used to trying to explore their multiplayer classes and, and, and upgrade their guns and get attachments and things. World War One's one's just not made to support that, you know. There's like sort of three or four guns for each class and they come in three or four different flavours with various scopes on and stuff, but there's no real tweaking of anything. Uh, and personally, I mean, the, the multiplayer stuff, yeah, it, it looks great. It sounds great. The atmosphere is just bang on. It does um, sound but, great. The audio but, is amazing. Yeah. But I just, I, I just find out, like in the modes that I was playing, I was, I was dying far too much to be enjoying it, you know, and dying from shots, shots from behind or from the side when I'm like chasing someone else down or something like that. So I felt a little bit 
uneasy with uh, with my experience with that. Well, that's when they say war. What is it good for? First They're right. Yeah. Multiplayer online games. <laughs> sure, that's what it's good for. I think I said it before though. I'm just done with old school weapons, man. I'm done. Like you know, six shots per mag, things like that. It's like, yeah. You know, give me armor any day, because at least you know. I don't know. It's just sort of there's more variants. There's like you can play the battle as it should be. It's not just a sort of over dramatized, but it's current as well. It's and that's the key thing for me. I don't want to go back in time, man. I don't. I'm playing on a computer in 2016. I want to be flying spaceships and do shit that i can't do like you know i know i couldn't fight in world war one necessarily but yeah it's like i don't know just old shit guns and old shit things that like you said break down all the time and mud and <laughs> pigeons i'm not down with it <laughs> yeah I'm, I... I'm not paying like full price for a fucking another a warfield you know world war one game i'm just not yeah i understand that I'm an old grumpy git and I want to play future stuff. <laughs> I definitely uh, recommend the EA Access stuff that they're doing on both Xbox and PC because um, it lets you get hold of games like Battle, Battlefield 1 for like a full 10 hours as a trial, which is a pretty meaty trial. Yeah, it's what um, we did, isn't it? It is quite a good trial. Yeah, and it's about, it's I think it's uh, three ninety nine a month, I think. You might get a discount if you pay for it for a year. That's and they've got a cool. massive, pretty massive uh, library of games that are just completely free as, as long as you're paying that membership. That's interesting, actually, because gone are the days that you could go to, like, Blockbuster Video and, like, rent a video game and come yeah. home and sort of try and blast it for as much as you possibly could for your free four quid. And then, yeah. oh, I've got to take it back now. Or I'm going to go to game tomorrow and pick that up. Like. Yeah and continue yeah it's a bit of a shame that's why this whole like steam family and friends things wicked because of course you know if you've got all your friends and stuff then you just pretty much borrow each other's games which yeah. is another thing that doesn't really occur anymore because drm and you've got to have your own copy and you've got you know it's all linked to your account and all that sort of stuff which is fine i i understand piracy is you know bad and k but you know, there was something quite cool about saying, oh, mate, you have to play this. Like, take it. Yeah, take it. You know, give it a whip and tell me what you think. Because yeah. I've just played it for the last 30 hours and fucking loved it. Give it a whip. Give it a whip, mate, and tell me what you reckons. <laughs> oh, man. It's just there's a lot of games coming out this season, but they just don't seem to be... Oh, I don't know... Uh... Like they Titanfall have... 2 just came out as well. Yeah, like yeah. There's, there's Gears of War 4 and, you know, there's the big DLC for Destiny and just all of it just feels like it's it's all struggling a little bit though. Like, I don't know why. It just doesn't feel... There needs it shouldn't to be do. some kind of innovation. Something yeah, that and I don't know whether... Ground. The game, the consoles yeah. that are out, you know, there is... There's a halfway house console from Sony, which is basically to make the VR experience better. And then there's nothing from Xbox because the S isn't an improvement. It's just a, a quieter, you know, less likely to break kind of thing. So all the innovations on PC and all the innovation is in early access and in and in kind of like crowdfunding and yeah, all these big titles. I feel like they're all just they're spending as little as possible, releasing the game they need to release to make the next big and possibly last financial windfall for them. 
before it's all over. What can a first-person shooter company do to make the next big advancement in it, though? Well, they have to build a new engine. Add persistence as well. Add some kind of, like, uniqueness to your character, as opposed to, sort of, you just are another generic Joe who runs in and dies. That's what Destiny did, I suppose, isn't it? Right. I always thought it would be kind of interesting if someone like, you know, Call of Duty or Battlefield took the kind of planet side model see that like was brilliant planet big, side was amazing. a huge battle with a massive map that you move across through and and you know it's persistent the whole time and you're conquering places and you know you, you you've conquered one place and then you go to bed and then you get up the next day to go play it and they've conquered two back in your way and you've got to go and retry and take did them and you move guys, them around and stuff did you guys ever play the really shitly titled Sony game, massive action game, MAG. Mag. Oh, Mag, yeah. Yeah. No, that was cool, man. Because that was like, that just lost a lot of puff. I don't know how, but I played the crap out of that game. I thought it was brilliant. And that was yeah. kind of in that vein, wasn't it? It was like, it was pitting a lot of people against a lot of people. And it was more, it was, it was more really about. Cool. It had a big following as well. Yeah, but it kind of just petered out. It just disappeared. I don't know what happened, man. It, yeah, everyone just sort of left. Uh, a lot of people that played MAG went on to play Dust514. There were a lot of uh, MAG clans in Dust514. But it was that sort of element of, we, you know, sort of the, the planet side type, wasn't it? It was like you had to hold the points and move yeah. on through the map, and it wasn't just about getting as many po- kills as possible. Of course, that's always nice, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think uh, Chromehounds had that sort of uh, world map domination type going on with it. That's cool. A little I remember. Try bringing yeah, that bit that back. And now they can handle, like, more clients in a, you know, area. I think it would work really well. This just It just feels like this is the the wave, the final, the final big financial thrust for a lot of these IPs. And afterwards, they're just, the, well, maybe not so much for Titanfall 2, because it's only on its second, but... I meant maybe the other ones, the battlefields and the Call of Duties, and they've just got to, they can't do it again. They can't churn it out again. It's just stagnant. Like there's mm. no, there's nothing. I mean, they, you know, they're using new maps and new like you can float in space and stuff like that. And like you know, that's. It, it, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite saying that I want to be in the future and do all this sort of stuff, but I'm just not going to do it on Call of Duty because I know it's the same. It's just Call of Duty. And it's almost like a, it's become a bit of a name. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, synonymous with that kind of player. If you're a Call of Duty head, then you're likely to be between the ages of, what, 15 and sort of 25, maybe less than that. I don't know. Dorito crumbs all over the Exactly, place. like Mountain Dew and sort of, yeah, you've got this. And they've got a bad name. They've got a really bad name. So it is time to just, you know tie that one up, put that one on the shelf and just go, right, what can we do next? What can we do new? With all the billions that we've made, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. let's innovate. But, you know, I, I, you can't blame them for dragging it out, I suppose. Well, Big Sorry, Macs Chuck. have been selling. I think a lot of a lot of uh, the problems that they, they have is that, you know, their, their games are so dependent upon player base being of a, of a certain size. And, you know, I think you see quite a few um, more interesting concepts come through in games, but they, if they don't get the audience like within the first weekend, the first week, and the servers stand up and stuff, then, then they kind of fall away. 
um, I always uh, enjoy playing the Splinter Cell um, versus mode when that comes out because for about six weeks you get enough players to play this spies versus mercenaries very sort of uh, different sort of mechanic so um, that's that's always quite interesting but it never lasts because people uh, you know either dwindle off or the numbers are just aren't there and the attention's not there to to begin with i mean outside of uh overwatch and maybe titanfall from the past sort of five years multiplayer shooting franchises maybe destiny as well there's not there's not really been that many really big hits from new ones titanfall was all about timing really it was the first yeah it this didn't last though, did it? You know, no, it, it had no, this it huge, I mean, a massive thrust, and obviously that trailer where you got into the robot at E3, you know, yeah. the, the, when that and everyone was like, "Shit, fucking amazing!" But yeah, I mean, it's not. It didn't play out to be like that at all because it was just, it didn't go anywhere. It was a bit pointless to keep playing it. it didn't feel like you could get that endorphin release of leveling up and things like you would on Call of Duty or getting more yeah. m- more weapon packs in, in Battlefield. But that's Didn't the thing, that. like, it's not all about that necessarily, because with Overwatch, you don't even get any new weapons, man. You don't no, I know. They, well, yeah, they've, they nailed it in a different way, weird. I must admit. We're playing the same games, like, over and over again. Like, granted, I'm not playing it as hard as I used to, but I'm still enjoying it every time I do. And I've been playing the same character every single time for, like, 40 hours now or something ridiculous, and I'm still mm. not bored. And I don't care, like, that, you know, I'm not going to get a scope for my hand or whatever It's because it I'm not really playing solo. Mm. And I don't mean, like, because you're online mm. or something. What I mean is, it, you're a team, as a team, it's really important to kind yeah. of, like, the ma- the mix of what happens in that match as that team is unique every time. So yeah. the team is important, whereas in Call of Duty or not, Battlefield, not you're really. another guy. Yeah, you yeah, are. You're just and gunning. Another, yeah. But then it used to be refreshing in Battlefield when you had someone who knew how to fly the like the helicopter, or you know, it's like right, yeah, this guy knows what he's about. Everyone fucking jump on the chopper and let him drop us where we need to be. And you know, if the comms were right, even with pickup groups, you could say drop me at such and such, and then you could go off and do your little bit. But yeah, again, it's, uh, you know, don't know Battlefield. I mean. Call of Duty. It's just none of that. It it was good at the beginning because it was it wasn't new necessarily. It was just more accessible. People who had never played a game type like that before suddenly had it on console, and there's like millions of people going, "Fuck, man, this is the this is the nuts!" Like, yeah, you know, time to die was exactly. quite long sometimes, and you could yeah. get get some of these kill streaks going and call in the fucking dogs. Exactly. <laughs> oh, do- well, Twenty four kills without dying. Fuck you. Know, that was an amazing game. Yeah, yeah sure, that, that sort of thing. But now it's yeah. Now it's just like meh. Yeah, oh, you know. Well, but maybe I'm just an old fart. Like I don't know. I just might. I I think I seek a little more out of uh, out of something. Like it's good that we've got the community that we've got, so that I can play Overwatch with you guys. I don't think that I would be playing it as hard as I do if I didn't know anyone that I was playing with. Definitely. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, is um, our last story tonight, mm. the Rainbow Six DLC, is that going to keep that game alive a bit longer? Is that game dying, or am I just, have I got the wrong impression about it? Um, 
I well, I, I I would definitely say that there's less players playing it, but yeah, there's still there's still a very sort of core audience. It's, you know, it's, it is one of those games again that you know it's got a particular way of playing and. You know the people that like it really do like it. They have tried to innovate from the old game. In fairness to them, haven't they? Yeah. They really tried to do something that, and they never really delivered on what they kind of teased at E3. But no, no. But it's you know I mean like I say, there's people still playing it, and Reddit's still you know churning over um, with a good few posts every single day and stuff. And uh, this is the. The final, uh, the fourth instalment of DLC that was promised for the first um, year of activity. So this will be the start of season four, um, and it's going to have a new map and a couple of new operators. I don't know much about the operators. I don't think at the moment there's a announcement, a proper sort of live announcement at one of the uh, ESL uh, tournament kind of events on the 13th of November. Um, but the map is set on a one of the top floor or floors of a skyscraper um, and it's all uh, Japanese themed uh, as per the DLC it's called Red Crow uh, so you're going to get lots of like paper dividers and stuff in, in the uh, so you know, no, you're not safe anywhere <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping not no yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah I kind of I, I'm quite excited to see whether you see uh, like shadows and things like that against the paper and stuff because I think that'd be quite cool and a little bit spooky and stuff and uh, see what happens then but to be honest with you I'm, I'm kind of more intrigued as to whether they're going to talk about any activity for next year because it's one of those games where they've been very secretive about player numbers um, throughout, I think there was a, there was an announcement recently from an Ubisoft uh, like financial document that there'd been a a, a million uh, accounts registered. But obviously, that could be people with duplicate accounts and things like that. Um, and uh, but other than that, they've not really said anything about numbers. So it's it's yet to well, be seen as to whether active players, registered yeah. accounts, and active players is a very different thing. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, we'll see whether they're gonna do another uh, um, year of activity or do it season by season, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it definitely gives a, a little bit of a bump every, this will be the fourth one of the year. Yeah, it so, does give it a bump. Yeah. It's, a good, yeah, it's been good for it to do it good. like this. And yeah, you know, I, d- I, don't, I don't see myself stopping playing it for a long time. I've started playing it more on the PC and stuff now and uh, just playing it nice and casually. I'm only a level 17 so i'm playing with people that don't know what they're doing so it's good <laughs> I, I think i've said it before but uh rainbow six and delta force were the first pair sort of shooters that i played on pc uh yeah i got a lot of time for for rainbow six i know that they're that well if they're anything like they used to be i must admit i've not played them since the second one which is like spear or something rogue spear uh Rainbow yeah, they've always, they've always had that that quite sort of, uh, sort of robotic player action that I always used to think of, like with PC shooters, um, and that's that's still there a little bit. You know, it's 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 not as fast and as fluid movement as sure, but there's those moments of like absolute chaos, not or you know, sort of like it all happens in like a few moments. Yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Like it builds up like a crescendo. It's all very sneaky, sneaky, and then yeah, yeah. suddenly it's like, I'm I'm yeah. But yeah, but I used to like that. I used to think that was kind of cool. I like the sort of lethality of, you know, of being killed in one shot, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's it makes you hot on your heels, like, or very careful, and you know. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I think, like, it gave me a bit of gun knowledge as well when I was, you know, goodness knows how old I was, man. I don't know, like 17, 18, something like that. I remember thinking, like, what is it? Um, the MP5, like, with a silencer and stuff, and how it didn't sort of jangle when you walked around. Because you could have big guns, uh, but you could hear it on your suit as you walk along. Like, you could hear, right, like, yeah, gun yeah. belt sort of jangling and stuff. And it's like, oh, no, no, I can't have that one. It's too noisy. I need, like, <laughs> something. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I still really enjoy it. It's good. Nice. <sighs> Swigging beer, sorry. No, that's cool. So uh, we've, we've got... One more podcast, I think, before Christmas. Oh, yeah. So we'll all have to be thinking about our Christmas wish lists. Oh, yeah. For the next one. Yeah, Christmas special. It's coming, so... We'll we'll all be wearing uh, festive hats. I'll have a beard. (laughs) Dave, you'll be busy, won't you? Uh, Yeah, man. We'll we'll see. I mean, it depends when we do it. So if we're going to plan to do it... Around the 10th of December. We'll just talk to the elves, mate, and see that, how many toys they can knock out. The 10th then... is not so bad, you know, but obviously, as it gets closer to, you know, my very busy special day. <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph needs... Oh, no, no, can't mention it. <laughs> Don't mention it, no. The penguins will kill me. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. No, you're looking forward to our Christmas special, and we've, um, yeah, we've got a little meet-up ourselves to have coming up as well haven't we so that's it that's right, that should yeah. be quite good give us something to to talk about yeah looking forward to it been good no, this is podcast number six i think isn't it it is six down it's all right we're getting our getting our groove getting into it i like it i think that's about it all right yeah. well thanks everybody for listening cheers sarah um <laughs> she's got to be mentioned <laughs> <laughs> And I guess we'll catch you all in the next one. Indeed. Bye. Good night. Bye. Here's a wrong. Bye. Bye.